What's up, everybody? This is Moonshot and Shotgun Mulligan Podcast, sitting here with my boy CC Stats. What's up, brother? How we going? Welcome to June there, Moonshine. Welcome to June. We're <laughs> S- into, summer is here, in, brother. Summer is here. School countdown days are almost over. Summer is here. Baseball's in full effect. Golf season's full in effect. Let's go. Let's go, man. Can't wait. What are you drinking over there? We were talking about throwing down some cold beers earlier both, but looks like yeah, you got boy a yeah, your boy was out to dinner. I'm sure I'll pay for this tomorrow, but who cares? It's Friday tomorrow. It's Thursday night. Uh, your boy had a couple, couple, couple had Pacific had a couple Pacificos earlier, and uh, so now I just poured me a little Kentucky Bur- Kentucky Derby favorite, little Woodford. Little Woodford, you need yeah. to get that that old Derby bottle, dude. Have you ever seen that Derby bottle? Mm-mm. The Woodford Derby bottle, you got to look it up. It's silly. Okay. I actually got to get that sometime because I do love some Woodford Reserve. I just have uh, Woodford weed, I think, right now. Or I just actually, I think I just polished it off. But um, good stuff, dude. I poured nice. me what a little. Got over there? I got me a little Burbsky too. I got uh, the old seventeen ninety two. Oh, that's Small funny you batch. say that. Look, I got a little empty bottle sitting right here. <laughs> it's so smooth, dude. I love. I tell you, like. I probably could drink this neat. Now, you know, I don't like shit neat, but I mean, tonight I got to get me a little uh, ice in there like usual, just because I had some freaking tacos and stuff. So, you know, the, the acid reflux on the geezers kind of ca- catching up. But, <laughs> that's what, so I that's got what I had some dinner. ice. But, yeah, yeah. it had basically I'm, like a burrito bowl. We just kind of did our own little burrito taco bowl and I'm silly. I'm stuffed. I'm I can't. I can't figure out whether I have my wife's stomach flu coming on or I'm just stuffed. Uh-oh. So TBD. <laughs> let's go. Let's go with stuffed. Well, I'm saving like some of my empty empty bottles uh, because a buddy of mine turned me on. He's got like a. It's like a metal tree that basically turns the bottles upside down on, and when you slide the bottle onto like the tree with the logo out, there's lights on the stem, and it's like a bourbon bottle Christmas tree. That's badass. So I need I need to text him and say, where did you get it? Because I'm up to about seven or eight bottles, the ones that I really like. Mm-hmm. So at Christmas time, then I can put a little tree up that has all my bourbon. Actually, it wouldn't just be Christmas time. I might just keep it up all the time. That's awesome, dude. So, I like it. Yeah. Yeah my, yeah. my bourbon stash is dwindling. Like I got a lot of bottles, but I'm just looking at them right now, Chris. And they're all down to like four fingers each or less, you know. So I'm just I, I need to do a little re-up. But the thing is, is I don't really re-up a whole lot on bourbon. And this, I mean, I'm drinking it tonight. If, if it's late, I'll drink some yeah. bourbon after I've had a couple beers during the summer. But for the most part, it's, you know, if I'm going to drink liquor, I'll have some gin and tonics or something in the summer. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe a vodka, you know, like a transfusion or something on a golf course. But uh, I do a little bit more white liquor, tequila, that kind of stuff um, in the summer. But, I mean, we got to get on that cabal, cabal tequila, the old cabal caddy, man. I, I still haven't Cabal tried Caddy. it yet. I need to. Cabal Caddy needs to hook us up. We I know because it's, little... it's not in Virginia. This, we were like we talked no. about in our podcast. It's the stupid laws in Virginia with the distributing. I know that that's probably a headache for him to get it into Virginia. But one of these days, it'll be easier to get for us. Well, Ben Griffin and Cabal Caddy, if you're listening to the Shotgun Mulligan Pod, hook your boys up. We could use a. Hey, we'll wear your hat. We'll wear your shirt. We'll we'll hold up the bottle live on podcast. You know, you you give it to us. We'll we will promote it to like just like we promote Georgie's little boss sauce. Hell yeah! I wish I had some Georgie's tonight, dude. That would have been perfect. I got to go over no, to Norms. I said that last time, dude. I didn't do my. I went to uh, the beer store close to me, but also speaking of beer, because um, we do some beer reviews, um, tripping animals out of uh, Miami, uh, mm-hmm. Miami Beach. Dude, that brewery's tight, and I had it on uh, on air. I think last year was the. Uh, now I again, of course, we go live, and I forget the name. It's five something, like something to do with monkeys. It's like five bananas or five something to do with that. But tripping animals, and I've had a couple of theirs, so like not just that one. So if you ever see that in a local beer store, I'm just gonna check that out. out. It's good stuff, dude. Was, that's a phenomenal beer. I was sharing that with some some friends a couple weeks ago. It was, it was good stuff. I got another bottle of bourbon here that this is, I reloaded on this couple of weeks ago, rolled in. So this is the old Taylor, uh, Tom, Tom post class. You know how much this bottle costs? It's like 10 bucks or something, right? 20, 20 bucks, but it's 20 just, bucks. You can only, you can only buy one at a time. But it's, it's the, it, the, it's the 1.5 liter though, right? Yes. It's the big guy. 
Yes, and it's well worth it. So nice. love me some old Taylor. Is but, it nice with straight up, or you do a little like your whiskey gingers or that kind of stuff? I, I did it initially straight up, but I think I like it a little with like a, a old fashioned or uh, uh -huh. something else. You know what you need to try, and somebody turned me on to it. I would never let it. You can make a bourbon Rita. Bourbon Rita, hmm. like a bourbon margarita. It's I could see that. I, I could see that working because my signature winter cocktail is the. Uh, I, I don't know if you've had it yet, Chris, but the uh, the bourbon mixed with a little um, simple syrup with a little. Uh, I guess it's. I think it's cinnamon. Um, gosh, what is the simple syrup? I think it's uh, like a cinnamon simple syrup plus prosecco. Silly. Oh Jesus! And you can drop a little cinnamon stick in it. It's unreal, dude. It's so good. That gets people lit bring, up. They're gonna have to bring that up in the wintertime because I might have to give that a go. Or I might have to make that the uh, <laughs> signature bourbon classic drink, you know. There you go. There you go. What's going on in the golf world? Well, you know, last week, or I guess it was a couple, was it last week? I'm blanking on things. It was a couple weeks ago, right? PGA Championship. Yep. Um, you had, you know, all the big stories, obviously the Michael Block that all of us have been kind of following that story and then then you know he gets the invitation the next week which was which was awesome you know it was cool that they gave him an invite after what happened um you could see where he's like he had a good four rounds at him and then he was probably gassed i mean he's not used to that kind of golf so much so much media and just i think staying up late nights and it, it obviously caught up with him i mean i think he shot 81 in the first round but he fired back and shot like a 74 in the second round so but heck billy horschel yeah. shot like 12 over today so it's like you know it happens that <laughs> like he was saying it happens yeah. to the best of them you know but but man what a story dude that was that that kind of made the pga championship special to me you know we were talking i guess we we potted the first thursday PGA, yeah yeah and um, I don't know if that he was as big a story then. I, don't, I can't remember if we brought him up or, or whether we really knew. But, but yeah, coming down the stretch on Sunday, we were playing cornhole with the boys in the neighborhood. And uh, he had it fired up on his little tiki bar outside. We're playing bags, watching uh, Brooks Kep get down the line a little bit in the afternoon. And then old Michael Block, man, that was, that was some cool stuff, man. I mean, think about he shot, he shot even par, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. He 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 was one over for the tournament. I think it was like I think it was one I think, over. I think he shot even all rounds, and then I think Sunday seventy one on seventy one on Saturday. I think he shot seventy on Sunday, mm -hmm. and he he his up and and I didn't see it live. I saw the replay. Yeah, I did. That live. up and down was nutty. It was crazy. I mean, and and now he has an invite to come. He doesn't have to qualify next year at all. So he gets to go gets to go to the PJ Championship next year on his own merit. I mean, his story. I mean, it, watching some of the videos of him talking, it should bring tears to your eyes. If it doesn't, shame on you. But yeah, it, kudos to Michael Block. We did talk about him, I think, a little bit the first night that he was he had shot even par in the first round. And I mean, you couldn't write a better story. He after the third round, they're like, "Hey, did you know you're playing with Rory?" They've got this great video. He goes out and he plays with Rory. He actually beat Rory's ass, and then not just makes a hole in one, dunks one. Right, <laughs> dunked the hole in one straight up. Dunks it was it. unreal. I was coaching in a baseball game, and I was like, It says Michael Block dunks the hole in one. And I was like, I got to see this. I'm like, Did he like how did he hit it? And it went straight in on the fly, and they didn't even know it went in. Really, so, it's awesome that he got to do it in front of the New York crowd. I think the New York crowd couldn't have been a better crowd for him to kind of have that success. But yeah, man, I'm happy for him. And he's not done because he, he also got an invite to the Canadian Open. Oh, did he really? He did. So yeah, he deserves all um, of it, man. I can't you absolutely know, say it enough, man. It's just an awesome story. It kind of brought some awesome light to all the drama and golf, and and really kind of brought people together. I mean, PGA Championship. I don't. We talked about this a little bit. I I don't get quite as amped up as as Augusta, but you know, it's probably the fourth on my list for for major championships. But it just kind of popped up, you know, in my list <laughs> of just how it turned yeah. out this year. Brooks Kepka, you know. I go back and forth, like I've always said with Brooks Kepka. Sometimes I'm like, he's a douche. I can't stand him. Um, but I can say I still feel like that about who he is. Although every time he gets on part of my take, he he seems a lot cooler. So I think it's just I think he hates the media. And then when he's on kind of with his boys there, he seems a lot more relaxed. So who knows the true Brooks Kepka? We don't know him. But um, all I know is I enjoy watching him down the stretch. It, it kind of gives me – interest it's different than like a scotty being in not that i you know yeah. I talked about this i all respect to scotty but he just kind of has a boring 
Sunday, you know, when he's winning because he, he just gets steady Eddie. And but there's something about Brooks. He drains putts. He, he's got a little bit more fire. He plays fast. You know, he's he's got some cockiness to him. So it, it's a little bit more interesting to watch him when he's when he's playing well. I don't want to say that he doesn't play with a care because I think he does, but he's like a silent assassin. When he when he grabs hold of a lead in a major, he doesn't let go of it. I mean, obviously this year at the at Augusta he did, but most of the time when he's up there or he's chasing somebody down, he grabs hold of it and he doesn't let go. I mean, the guy's won five majors. He's already mm-hmm. won one more major than Rory, who hasn't right. won a major in forever. And we'll get we'll talk about Rory in a few. Five majors. He's won three PGA championships and two US Opens. Uh Pretty stellar career, right? Um, Andy, Andy's won two times on live this year, and oh, by the way, he's also ranked number two. I believe I heard number two in the Ryder Cup's rankings. Where is is really? Yeah, because that that PGA Championship threw him way up. And the thing is, is oh. that the thing with Brooks though that um, is pretty cool on Sunday when he's leading, he just kind of plays chess. You know, it's like. I saw him make what he made two bogeys or something in the final round, but you know, he bounces back with a par bounces back with a good birdie somewhere. You know, he just, it it seems like it doesn't phase him too much. He stays pretty locked in. And the cool thing, another thing I like about his game. And again, you know, he, he seems, he kind of rubs me the wrong way at times, but you know, his competitive drive, dude, he's just like, he's geared in when it, when it's time to rock. And and the, the fact that he plays so fast, I love it, dude. It just kind of negates this whole argument that you do have to take forever in a day to to hit your shot. Like he just rolls up, knows what he's going to hit, checks the wind, and hits a shot. Like his putts, you know, know, he takes maybe a little bit longer on his putts probably than anything, but his drives to his approach shots to his chips, he's just, you know, he gets up there and goes after it. I I, I appreciate that about him to keep it rolling. And, and that's what I like about golf because for me, I am, I feel like I am a fast player from tee to green, but then I have to green if I'm chipping or bunker or, or putting, I want to take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. I would rather not use as much time. I don't need 45 seconds to stand over the ball and swing a club right. and hit a shot. However, how far it is. And he obviously feels the same because he's going to take a little bit more time and read the greens a little bit more. I, so kudos to him. Yes, he is number two. He jumped 20 spots into the rankings from, 21, 22 to two right now, um, right behind Scheffler. I mean, Scheffler's got a stronghold on number one. I don't think he's given up. Unless Brooke Kep goes out and wins three more majors this year. Right. I mean, Scheffler's got 20,200 20, points and Kepka's second with 8,900 points. Uh, your top six are then Homa, Shoffley, Cantley, Young, Spieth, Burns, Justin Thomas, and Morikawa are your top t- round out your top ten. And, do we, and we take 12, right? They get those two captain's picks. Is that right? There's actually six captain's picks. I believe the top six. Uh, maybe not. Also, the I, top was, six. Maybe it's top, top six maybe or top, top top six or top eight make it. Maybe or 10. I don't know. They, they've changed it so many times. I feel like it was top 10, then it was two picks, and then I feel like it was eight picks. I think it may be the top eight, and there's four. Top eight, and there's, there's four, four picks. picks. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Just on the outside, you have Kitayama. Well, Zalatoris is out. Wyndham mm-hmm. Clark, Finau, Chris Kirk. They're on the outside looking in right now. I kind of like with what we got right now. I, I think if like oh, absolutely. A, I think if we got like a Kirk come up or one of them, like he, he's been streaky. I mean, he's he's been playing the best golf he's played in a while. But you know, I'd rather keep it where we're at. Although Kurt Kitayama is a little interesting. He's always kind of sneaking around. Uh, some of these tournaments, but who knows how he the pressure with the Ryder Cup? He may do great. He may not. You know, to say he might. He might. I'm trying to see if I can get the Ryder, the European Ryder Cup standings, because we're going to have a chat about that. Here we go, uh, Ryder Club. Um, because these there's going to be some guys on this list that we are not going to recognize on a daily basis. Um. Oh, can't pull it up there. Well, as you're pulling it up, you know, we'll just roll in while you're kind of pulling up stats as we were talking this afternoon on, you know, you gave me a buzz. We were kind of chatting pre-pod and we were talking about this Rory situation. So Rory's been kind of silent. Then he had his mental break a little bit that he needed to take the week off, comes back, didn't play as well as he should have in the PGA. And then here we go this week, he's back in the media, says he's not really say much or be the spokesman again. Says that Brooks Kepka should be on the team of the, the Americans and then 
all of a sudden just says that the live players in the Euro side shouldn't be on allowed to participate. Yeah, does he, I, I does he want on our does he want on our team? Does he want to get dual citizenship? Like and <laughs> I mean, I'll take him if he wants to play on our, our squad. But well, and then you and and on the flip side, you got John Rahm who said he doesn't understand how one of the best Ryder Cup match play ever, guys ever and Sergio Garcia shouldn't be on it. Right. So it's like I feel like they those two need to talk and iron something out. I don't. I and I didn't hear the whole interview. I feel like I need to understand why do you say that. Because mm -hmm. I understand that the European guys have been penalized and and some of them have withdrawn their membership and some have paid the penalty and yada, yada, yada. But what's the difference between them and Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson and and whoever else? Right. Like, like if they qualify on their side, why can't they be? You know, I'm saying it just doesn't really it's kind of contradictory, obviously. I, I don't know. Maybe he kind of slipped and said oh yeah brooks should be in it because he played well and they got crap well i really don't want the live guys in there maybe he kind of like doubled up or do you think it was just like he just doesn't he just has some beef with the, those guys now i don't know i'm not it's it's i don't know it's interesting i don't think it was a slip up because i think he said what he said and he was very candid about it I and mean, it's not like he beat around the bush and said it yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't get it. I mean, it, it like you said, it kind of does sound like maybe he wants to be on the USA team. By <laughs> come on, that. come on over, Rory. I mean, Let's go. Um, I mean, their top, their top two are really good. Um, they got three guys in the top seven that I reckon. Well, and there's a couple guys I recognize. You got Rom is one, McElroy's two. Uh, your boy Victor Perez is three. Adrian Moronk is four. Yannick Paul is five. Um, I don't know this guy. A Atogwe is six. Shane Lowry is seven. Campillo is eight. Lyothabel is nine. Ramsey Hogarth is ten, and Fleetwood is eleven. And Olison is twelve. So, and look, anybody can be beat on every any given day. But mm -hmm. putting some of those other guys in there, you know, the Paul Casey's of the world or whoever. And I'm not saying Paul Casey should be in there, but there's some guys that are playing on live that could definitely help them out. Yeah, I mean, you you just say like you give them Paul Casey, Thomas Peters, and who would be the and Sergio. You give them those three and swap out a couple of those guys because Thomas Peters is young and bangs the ball from Belgium. Um, and then you get which could have some fire in in the Ryder Cup, and then you get some uh, you know obviously Sergio with his record. I don't know why you wouldn't consider those dudes. Like who cares right. if they're on live? You know now. And we've talked about this in the dirt about live, but I'm just saying that the whole stance with the PGA tour, I, I have turned on it. Not that I'm pro live. It's just some like it's, it's staying around and they need to do something about it and just realize that they're going to be there and just find a way to make this work because that's not going to be great golf. If they don't accept any of the live guys on the Euro side, because us accepting, because right. us accepting say DJ gets it. Cause DJ is not in our, um our Ryder Cup lineup right now, right? right? Yeah, because he's Correct. with his with his world ranking and stuff. But say DJ goes out and wins the US Open or something, he or he wins the open championship or, or has some good finishes this summer and's in the mix, DJ should be playing for us. You know, it's just it's stupid. It should be the top US dudes, the top Euros. I mean that's that's what Rom said. It's just, it's just kind of ridiculous. Here's what's funny is uh you probably wouldn't guess this but these two guys are sitting 16 and 17 right now for the European standings. Two very big names. One has played very well lately. Obviously did not play well last year. 16 is Tyrrell Hatton. Mm -hmm. 17 is Victor Hovland. Really? They're that far down yeah. the list. I mean, in front of them, they have Norin, Rosner, and McIntyre. Those are 13, 14, 15. Wow. So I guess, yeah. you know, Obviously, with some captain's picks, they're they're probably going to take one of them. I mean, Victor, but who knows, you know? I mean, some of those guys that, you know, the Maronks and them are, have had really good DP Tour, you know, seasons, and you know, that's probably why they're so high. Right. And and those guys come out. You see in some of these Ryder Cups, it, to us, they're no names, and, and the you know, people in Europe and uh, in these countries, you know, obviously know them a whole lot better than us, but – it, they, they kind of come to play. They've always kind of had a pretty good union on that team. So who knows? You know, it's always a toss up, but it would be hard for me to think that our team that we have now compared to their team, like we wouldn't 
dominate them right now. You know? Right. I agree. Do you know who's 26th? Or no, 26th? Do you know who's 26th on the U.S. standings right now? Patrick Reed? Uh, no. Hi, uh, somebody higher profile than Patrick Reed. Major winner. 26th? I think he's a sixth. Uh, three, four, five. I think he's won six majors. Six majors. Um, U.S. team. It's going to spin into another topic that we're going to talk about later. Phil. Phil Mickelson is yeah. 26 in the standing. 26. I mean, yeah. shoot, if Phil, if Phil has a good summer just like DJ, then he's going to barrel up those rankings too, and that's going to cause another – kind of debate you want to you want to talk about a controversy if phil mickelson is sitting there at like 13 I, like i've like i've always said i'm fucking pro phil if he gets on the damn team it's the Ryder cup dude just like with bryson when he made it i was like i made a bryson t-shirt i was jacked dude when bryson hit that drove that green on the final day and put his putter up in the air i was like the biggest bryson fan for one day literally made a t-shirt and then i'm embarrassed to wear it because i can't stand the dude <laughs> Uh, it's a tight t-shirt uh, though. It's, it's him coming uh, off with the putter in there with the with the with the blue and the faded uh little graphics to it but love it yeah, I love yeah it. i've only made i've only worn that once so it's a little embarrassing but uh but yeah man i might have a damn phil shirt who knows you, what you, do, you get a phil shirt with your his tweet for his tweet tweet response <laughs> put that on the back yeah i said i was like his his response was witty. I mean, I was like, I called him out and he kind of was like, well, fuck you. I've won six. So, you know, <laughs> hands up. And I was like, like touche. I was like, let's roll. You know, <laughs> I ain't, well, I ain't, a, ain't, a, ain't a couch hater over here, man. You know, I just wanted a little discussion. I was just annoyed, you know, so just, just one yeah. little, but now I wouldn't probably uh, have Rory's back as much right now. He's been kind of, no. uh, he's been kind of rough lately. So, you know how it goes. It wavers, man. We don't know these guys personally, so we just kind of see what we we see, you know, and react. This is that's part of a podcast and a golf uh, lover, you know. Well, and speaking of Phil, he's been in back in the news again, or continued with um, being very witty on Twitter as of late because of all the uh, the drama um, with Brando Brando Chambly calling him out and saying things and. It's, it looks like it's calmed down a little bit over the past few days, fast past week. But man, it was actually, pretty. Actually, well, I think yesterday or the day before, Phil said something again, um, and, and not to tease a, a, a guest in the future, but we may get a guest that's had some influence on how Brandle was. Um, just if you can just uh, think of who this was, but the, recently with those Twitter bashes had some information on brando and how he acted with the golf channel and and how he acted the fellow employees and then phil came back and said something about how you know brando's a bully and and all this kind of thing so and then brando yeah. blocks him brando blocks him on twitter right after he says come on come on the show and you know let's talk about it he's a clown yeah. dude phil phil quote tweeted uh the golf podcast which had um had Tucker Tucker Dale Booth um, and uh, and Lisa Cornwell on it, and so Phil commented and basically he said he couldn't take credit for it. But Brandel Shambly Shambly is a nasty, is nasty, a bully, and and worse. And then he gives the laughing crying emoji. Unfortunately, I can't take credit for this quote. His obsession with Liv and me borders on the psychotic. At least I never had to work with him. Wow. And he's quote tweeting from the golf podcast live that had Lisa Cornwell and Tucker Dale on it. So, uh, and Lisa Cornwall's, um, Cornwell's new book troublemaker. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Phil's been good for him, man. I mean, uh, he's had some other stuff that he's talked about and, uh, it's, it's definitely kept it interesting. I, I don't know if he is eligible to get any pit points, but he definitely would get him right now in my book. If he was, yeah, I mean, he is blowing it up for, that. yeah, I guess he can't get any pip, but I don't know if Liv has some pip, uh, option there, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's, he's spicing it up in terms of that. And, and, and it is a good debate because Brandle is on his high horse constantly. I mean, I do. So Brandle is, it does study the game and, and the things, some of the things he talks about and, and the knowledge he does have a, about the game. You can't discount that. I mean, I've always said that I do enjoy 
his breakdown of some things, but his whole stance on this live controversy crap is, is just, he's just beating it in the dirt, dude. How many times can he say that it's Saudi backed and all the, you're back in the atrocities and all that. It's just, it, it, it's beating a dead horse, dude. It's, it's kind of annoying. Well, he's kind of become the, the focal slash main voice on, on the golf channel. And, and I don't think he's the only one. I think there's some couple other people that have as well. And we, we all know there's people that have, come out being very outspoken but he's aggressively outspoken and he's not backing down at least he's not yet and i'm just wondering how long the golf channel is going to let him ride with it well all i gotta say is that brandel chambly better better never step foot in saudi arabia or he's done ski dude <laughs> you're talking all that not, smash you're, you're done ski dude come on we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna <laughs> say anything like phil mickelson said on this podcast right. but you might have a valid point there so I'm just saying, if you talk that much smack about any country, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, yeah. uh, this is like the go down the fill route. I'm just saying, if you talk that much trash about a country and how awful they are, do you think you're welcome there? And do you think that maybe you wouldn't be in a bad situation if you got caught with the wrong people in that country? Probably, you know, no matter what, what you think, your reputation is. Do you think that he, he just has this viral, like not viral, but like this, fire against what all these guys have done do you really think he has this 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 hate towards all of them every no, guy that went to no, i think i think he had this stance from the get-go and the golf channel and pga tour is like you need to ride run with this because it's going to bring a lot of attention and he's just rolling with it you know that's what yeah. that's what i would assume like i think he feels like that about it but i think he's beat it in the dirt because it brings attention, you know, one of it's yeah. negative, you know, it's one of those like any attention's good attention. I'm, I'm assuming that's that what it is. Cause they, his name is all over the place right now. It's like Randall said this again, and then Phil's going at him. And then, you know, Brad Faxon's having an awkward exchange with him. I think it's all, you know, a lot of these TV shows, it's all ratings based dude. Who knows? Cause, cause when he's relaxed and talking, he does, he is, it seems like more relaxed and a, a decent guy to be around, but, you know who knows, but I would assume, that, assume I would assume it's a little bit based off of just the uh, the TV ratings. He's got to keep this this story going. This is a quote on SB, or a headline on SB Nation: Brandel Chambly drops murderous dictator take on live golf amid Phil Mickelson beef. I have not seen that, so I'm going to have to watch that later or read about that. Yeah, that's what I, that's basically what I was saying. I was like, you can't like come at anyone, any country like that hard and constantly and if and ever step foot in that place it's like good yeah luck. yeah i don't know man again I, I we we both have said we hope that they can come to an agreement or not an agreement but hopefully they can play well in the sandbox so that way it makes golf that much stronger i just i mean live was in our backyard last weekend and i heard that the product was good i mean obviously the course played it was nice to see them play a course that was a little tougher than most. Right. I mean, single digit. I think nine under won it, which you shooting. It's a single digit. That's pretty good. I mean, Tulsa, I think it was like 21 under winning it. Right. So I do like I've told you before and said it on here. I want to see a challenge. And I've played Trump National here in D.C. It's a very challenging golf course. I'm very happy for Harold Varner. He was very outspoken and said, hey, this is why I went to live. And he wanted to set up his family for his future. Dude just won four million dollars. and played balls to the wall on the three days that he played and won the tournament. So good for him. So, right. um, but I heard some things from a local uh, radio station that was out there. There's some things that they liked and there's some things that they didn't like. Um, yeah. What do they not um, like about it? Cause I, I was interested about the experience and I didn't get to hear much of that. I heard the experience was good and it's nice that, you know, the holes are kind of how they have things set up. Their stuff's close together. Um, one thing they apparently ran out of beer on Saturday or Sunday, mm. Saturday while they're That's out there. How can a golf tournament run out of beer? You cannot, um, run out of beer. you cannot run out of beer. I mean, that's just, that's the problem. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there are things that I like about it. I think it would be, if I wanted to go out and follow DJ, but I also wanted to go out and follow, I don't know, Sergio, Sergio's on the, on the eighth hole teeing off and Johnson's on the Dustin Johnson's on the second. Well, there's no way I'm going to be able to watch. I have to watch one for like three holes and then go. It, it's that's the part that kind of stinks because it's a shotgun. On the other hand, though, 
you're done in five hours and everybody's so you could kind of just camp out on a hole all day if you really wanted to i'm not that kind of person unless i'm at augusta i want to be able to walk the entire course and so when i go home the next day and i'm watching it on tv i can be like oh look this is where i was sitting i saw 16 i saw 12 i saw one two and so yeah there 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 are things that i like and dislike about it and i'm just wondering um i think certain cities are going to be better than others for live Mm -hmm. um they're not back, I think, in the United States for a little bit. Uh, they go to Greenbrier in August mm-hmm. in your home state. So I think that might um, be I'd fired. Love, dude, I think I think it will be fired. Too. I think I, that's I gonna think be like Greenbrier, a NASCAR event, dude. It, <laughs> it's gonna be a show. Your boy Jim Justice is gonna throw a big old party for four, three or four days. So oh, I'm sure he will, dude. Uh, he throws a good party. I'm telling you, his, his golf events are good, man. I've been to the Greenbrier, you know, they're they're uh fields weren't great but i'm telling you dude the party was awesome like it was it was fun out there running into people people were hammered having a blast the course is beautiful it's right set in the the hills of west by god and then and then you got like casino after it you could play so my buddy went to the casino played like craps with rocco immediate and his caddy and it's just it's a it's a cool event and then they usually throw some some good concerts so of course with live coming they'll probably throw some good good things but and that's what I think. I think it really depends on the location of the tournament. I, not, I'm not knocking Tulsa. I've never been there. I don't think it would seem like a cool atmosphere for the tournament. At least, yeah. and and I heard I heard some things about the course in Tulsa that it just looked very burned out and not kind of more Muni like. Mm-hmm. Trump National doesn't look Muni like. I mean, right. it, the views at Trump National out there in Leesburg are phenomenal. It's right on the water. Like I said, I played the course. It's and I, I watched it a little bit on Saturday afternoon for an hour or so, and I think they had five or six holes left. And I re, I was like, oh, that's the whole. When Harold Varner, I think it was Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, might have been Sunday. He he was in the fairway, hit it, and he pulled it into the the green side bunker on the left hand side, and he had a downhill shot. And I'm literally I'm like, oh, I remember this hole. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where I hit it. I hit it in the exact same bunker. Now I didn't have the same result where he chipped out and chipped it into the bunker <laughs> or chipped it into the hole and made birdie and then ended up winning the golf tournament. How'd but you play? How'd you, were, how'd you play out there when you played? I shot like a 78 or 79. I played, out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I played out of my mind. Boy. Put Chris <laughs> on the left tour. <laughs> I, I think I putted, see, I'm a fast green guy and the greens are like, so they lightning. Fast. I love that too, man. Are they yeah, are they were, fast but like not rock hard? Because I see rock hard greens that are fast. Yeah. That's not fun because you right. just can't hold them at all. Because that's that was Tory Pines, and I was just looking at a stat like top five hardest courses in the country, and Tory second. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably why I struggled as well as being like brutally hungover. But um, <laughs> you can't hold the greens; they're literally like a glacier, dude. Like you, you, unless you're a pro that can really put some really nasty spin on the ball, or you hit mm-hmm. it on the very front of the green and have so a little bit of spin, you're not going to hold the green. Um, but a fast green, like you know, at the beach or you know, at a good spot like that, it, it's awesome in it because it rolls true. You just got to hit it the right speed, and and yep. usually you're at least you know pretty close to the hole if you don't make it. Now we did have a four caddish so that was nice. Um, yeah, the greens I would say they were fast. They were not super rock hard. Um, they had, but they had some subtle break in them, and I just felt like I was in a zone right there. And then I'd been playing well and had just played played out of my mind. I hit some nice wedge shots. Um, I mean, it's it's a great golf course. I enjoyed it. I'd never got to play Lowe's Island before it became Trump. So, and I know there was a little bit of renovation, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I've been out there a couple times. Wants to play. I went out there for the senior PGA a couple of years ago too. Oh boy! Hey, you probably you probably would beat Chase Chase Kepka that week. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. He's gonna get relegated. I know it's sad. I mean, because it, it was kind of like he was riding the coattails with Brooks, and, and and he's had you know he's been hanging on this professional career, and it is kind of sad. I was hoping he would like continue to just hang around and be able to like hang on that team with his brother, but. We'll probably get relegated, unfortunately. All to mention that is, is like the relegation stuff. I was like, I forgot about that because that was something I was thinking about um, over these last couple weeks. So, it's, correct me if I'm wrong. the The bottom four get relegated for sure, right? Correct. Like the bottom correct. four are out unless they have a multi. So it, this uh, 
kind of fills the question we were talking about. So like a fill is in the bottom four. Does he get relegated? No. Supposedly like captains are safe. And then if you're on a multi-year deal, you're safe. So like if you okay. had a like a big multi-year contract, they don't relegate you. So like a Brooks okay. Kepka fill, which makes sense because that would be extremely dumb if they had one of these top guys and they had a shitty year and then they're bottom four and then they relegate them. Like it just would be trash. Um, and then what is it the between uh, like 15 to, to 38 or something um, mm-hmm. are eligible for trades or something like that? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. I saw something because I saw this that, you know, Matty Wolf has been booted from. Uh, yeah, I guess. Nash. Yeah, I guess he wasn't getting along. Like it just wasn't a good cohesive uh, nature with him. Yeah, so he's no longer on Team Smash. I guess he's taken uh, he's taken a few weeks off because I guess he's a little injured too. But no more Team Smash for Matty Wolf. He's went through two teams. He's going to pick him up, man. I guess one of the uh, the cliques or the uh, or some of the one of the ones that are kind of the bottom feeders. Maybe someone will grab him. Live Golf Star forced out of Brooke Kepka's team and wiped from Team Socials. Wow. Ooh, yeah, because he was on, pretty brutal. Because he was on Phil's team before. Yep. And he and he actually played pretty well, I think, this year, right? So far. Um yeah, or so not so. like great. So so. So th- that's what I'm talking about. Is a guy like Matty Wolf is who's gonna be the first guy to want to be like, hey, I want back in on the PGA. I don't think Matty you- Wolf, because I think Matty Wolf was on his way out of the PGA tour. The way he was he was playing like trash, unfortunately. That I mean he was having but, a lot of mental like issues, but you know what I'm saying? Like I think he was I think he was going I think he unfortunately was having a rough time mentally and maybe physically. And he, you know, had a pretty good start to his career there in the PGA tour. And I think he was spiraling. And I do think live for him was a good idea. Because yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't a good idea, but I'm wondering, it would he could he be or would he be or even somebody similar? Who's going to be that guy that's going to be like, you know what? We had it. We might not have had it the greatest on the PGA Tour, and yes, I'm playing less events, and yes, I'm playing less days of golf, but I'm not. My deal's almost up, or I'm not making the top tier money that I anticipated. I could go back to the PGA Tour if they allow me. And I could work my butt off to get back to that level mm-hmm. and then just hang out there. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I We've all seen Matt Wolf. He was on that show, um, the Ricky Fowler show that he produced a few years ago and jumped to the PJ tour. And he's got the, he's got the quirk in his swing and, and um, kudos for him to last year or two years ago when he took some time off to address his mental health. I mean, you know, we know mental health in this country is something that needs to be addressed and, and people are afraid to speak up. And so good for him for doing that. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like I feel like I could see somebody like him being like, I'm going to give this a go a little bit longer. But at some point, there's got to be a breaking point. I'm like, what's that going to look like? And uh, we talked about this before. Who's going to be the first guy to be like, I got to go back to the PJ Tour? You know, there's going to be somebody. I agree. I mean, I mean, I think about Andy Ogletree a little bit. Mm hmm. He went to live and then they booted him and he's playing all over the world. But in he, now, isn't he back with live now? He's back with live. And I think he's actually playing. He's in the middle of the mix now. Like, I don't even think right. he's down in the relegation anymore, which is interesting. Yeah. Cause he was like about to have to figure out like, where the heck am I going to fit in here? You know, cause he was on the and PGA just... tour and then, then dropped, jumped to live, then got booted out, then was playing all over the place, Asian tour or whatever. And then, but got back on live. So, it seems like a more chaotic, you know, big hit, big loss type of situation for those type of guys, like you're saying, with right. like Matty Wolf and some of these guys that don't have the big deals. I think if you're one of the guys that get the big deal, okay, if you feel like morally you're okay with it and they, they make the jump, you know, kudos to them, whatever, like it probably makes sense. But if you're one of those dudes that are kind of like hanging in there, and then you have like a two-year deal with Liv, and then you maybe can't get back on the PGA Tour. That's not that's not a great situation. So many yeah. of these guys hang on the PGA Tour and have just subpar, but keep their card for like. There's so many of these dudes we see play. I'm like, 10, how is this? Years. How is this dude still playing? Like the Duffners, the like not to hate on these guys or um, just some of these guys. That was just one that came to the top of my head that have been playing for a long time. But when has like Jason Duffner been? had any like relevance. You know, head, relevance or headlines 
and since he won the the P, was a PGA championship, like yeah, never, like Rochester, he, he hasn't been even like on a leaderboard that I can remember. Like maybe for a day, and then he falls off. But it just he keeps he plays decent enough to keep his card, and he's been on, and he's probably making a decent living, you know. But I think that's why I truly do love the PGA Tour because there's chances for guys out there that it might take them three, four, five years to really kind of get going once they get on the, because as you know, well, we don't know. We've talked to guys that have grinded out on the corn ferry, grinded out in another tour, and then they've worked their way up. And then they're on the PJ tour for three or four years before they really kind of get going. I guarantee you moonshine. There's a guy out there that we've talked to that will grind it out for three or four years. All of a sudden, boom, they're going to win. And we'll celebrate that that guy was one of our guests on our podcast. A guy like Dylan Wu, a guy like Kevin Roy, Jared Wolf. I mean, those are guys that, I mean, Dylan Wu's only been on the tour for two years. Jared Wolf's been grinding it for a while. Kevin Roy's newly on the PGA Tour. Those are all guys that are going to keep grinding, but I could see all of those guys winning. Now, they might. it might not be the Memorial. It might not be um, uh, uh, another big tournament, the Travelers or wherever else, Torrey Pines, but it might be the, the Mexico Open or some other tournament. And that's something about the PGA Tour I like. I feel like there's so many, there are more guys. And I feel like there's chances for guys out, there's more chances for guys out there to honestly win a golf tournament. Right. Now, there's some things that the PGA Tour needs to work on. And I think eventually I hope that will happen. But I hope those guys, Kevin Roy and and Jared Wolf and Dylan Wu and um, who else? Who's some of the other guys we've talked Nova, to? Novak uh, is bad to and McGreevy, Andrew Novak. McGreevy's streaky. He has some good tournaments, and Novak has been playing pretty well. Yeah, you know, Lauer well. had a great fall. He he hasn't played yep. as well recently. I think he's five over uh, today at the, the Memorial. I actually thought he was going to probably show up well because he's from you know somewhat that area, but that's all right. But man, these guys are grinding. And the cool thing is that uh, kind of just to add to your point, Chris, is that. The thing that I do still love about the PGA Tour is that, but the fact that you know these guys have to put in the work to further product, you know. Yep. Not that the guy, you know, they the live guys prove that you know they are putting in enough work to be relevant and all this, but I'm just saying those middle tier dudes that put in the work and then they win one of these random tournaments, like it's awesome. Like the, you don't get, right. you're not going to get that on live. You're going to get. The big money, the quick hitters, the the guys that have the big deals. You're going to have the guys that you know maybe were middle tier and win a tournament here and there. But it's a lot more storytelling, you know, in the PGA Tour. It's like this guy yep. has grinded it out for ten years and he finally won one. Or this Jason Day was such a top player in the world, had all these fell off. issues, fell off, grind. He's like been going. It's been a grind watching him the last what eight years of golf. Um, since he was like at the top of the top and then now he like won and he's relevant most weeks it's just you don't get you're not going to get that on the live so that's a pro for for the pga tour that i'll always still enjoy Agreed. um i mean held to the usa i think our listeners know where we stand on who we're rooting for when the Ryder cup rolls around when they're in italy this <laughs> yeah. well that's what i'm saying like you could be disgusting patrick reed and if you're making birdies in the Ryder cup i'm your biggest fan for you know that weekend <laughs> and then after that go fuck you yourself. suck <laughs> side note here we got the nba finals that just started tonight the uh, miami heat squeaked out their game seven victory over the celtics are currently playing the denver nuggets who do you What's got the in the series there, there moonshine uh, Man, Jokic, like, so I haven't watched a ton of NBA, but I do turn tune in on the playoffs occasionally because um, I am a basketball dude at heart. And, you are. You are. And, you know, I'm big college basketball dude. I do love the NBA playoffs because it's just all these guys, the top guys actually playing hard the whole game. So it is interesting. But Jokic, man, that guy's an interesting dude. Like, huge plays like a point guard plays like a point guard can handle the ball a little bit has these ridiculous like fadeaway shots and threes he it's just it's interesting to see a seven footer it's it, he's not like Dirk Nowinski that was like straight up like a guard at seven foot right. but it it's kind of interesting because Dirk really could, didn't have the inside game as that Jokic does he's got both 
So he's got both. So he's kind of has the Dirk, you know, outside game, can shoot, can handle the ball a little bit. And then he he's dominant down low and he gets a billion boards a game. I, I think they're going to win it. Now, I don't know what the score yeah, right now. To, what's what's uh, what's the score 80, right now? 86-74 80, with uh, 7.55 left to go in the game. And Jokic, all right, now it's 87-74. So it looks like Denver's starting to pull away here in the uh, fourth quarter. I mean, I do like watching some Jimmy Butler. That dude's smooth as hell on the court. Um, yeah. He's a good, you know, he's a good kind of uh, taller, I'd say, a Rick Hamilton. I'm going into like this is an NBA podcast, but Rip <laughs> Hamilton back in the day when he was just such a good mid-range player, smooth. He's a taller version, I would say, of that, and he's a gamer in the playoffs. So, so he's been kind of fun to watch. But, but I got the Nuggets. Yeah, hope, what do you, What do you think? I think the Nuggets in six. I think Miami will get two wins. Um, I think they could split in Denver, but I think Denver will pull away when they go back to Miami. And hopefully, I, I mean, Denver's been the sports town. They won the Stanley Cup. They, uh, well, I guess they're not not a true champion sports town. They won the they won the Stanley Cup. They have not won a. NFL have they won a world? Se- have they won a World Series? I think the Rockies. Have they the have Rockies not. won a world? They have they, not. They have not won a World Series. They played the Red Sox and lost in four. So. No, kudos to Denver. It's not it's the one I guess the more I think everybody's probably root for Denver because it's a different team that you're no, normally than used to seeing in the in the uh, NBA finals. So well, yeah, there's not the buzz, but like it's kind of nice when some of these smaller but like bigger sports towns because they don't have like a whole lot else. I guess yeah. it, it, that's a kind of a crappy way to put it, but I'm just saying like. Denver people, you know, it's a cool place to go, keep cool places yeah. to, to ski, beautiful t- city, but you know, it's not a New York and uh, you know, it's not a good old LA. Washington DC, LA, but That's right. know, it's cool. It's cool to see some of these smaller cities win some championships even though it might not have the buzz. But lastly, Absolutely. but lastly I wanted to quickly uh talk about the memorial before we pop off. Um I know we haven't watched as much coverage of this first day, but um, it looks like it's playing just to kind of go with your point of, of having good true tests of golf. They extended it, I think, the 7,700 yards, so it's extremely yep. deep this week. And the thing I love about the Memorial is that the greens run hot. It's firm. It's fast. The rough's thick. It, it reminds you – it's one of those courses, Muirfield, that is kind of a major championship type of a venue. You know, it's like they go there yeah. and, it, and it's always a test. Sometimes they go low, but I think them, you know, extended it a little bit. It's it, it's going to be a pretty good test because what the leader right now is four under or five under. Davis After, Riley is at, uh, hold on, what happened here? Davis Riley is at five under. Um, Matt Wallace is at four, Willett, and there's a slew of people at three. Willett, Hadwin, Hubbard. Spieth, Lowry, Lipsky, they're all at three under. So I don't think they're going to get um, the weather um, that we had in the PGA Championship because um, I think this this weekend, at least in Virginia, is, is pretty hot. But if they do, I feel like if they get weather, that that could drop back, kind of be a PGA Championship type of a you know leaderboard, be like a twelve under that kind of situation. But if they don't get you know weather, you know it could be like a sixteen, seventeen under kind of thing. But um, it was a pretty good test, though, for a lot of dudes. I mean, it was just a few of those guys like Riley are, are under par, but you got the Xander Shoffleys that were five over. Like, I, would, I have him on my DK team. I didn't see that coming anywhere. You know, he's played mm-hmm. out there for years. Um, and, you know, Cantlay, that always plays great. He's he's one under, but there's 17, T17 right now at, at minus one. So it is going to be an interesting weekend. I think the guys that are up top right now may fall back. You know, I think it's going to be you'll get some guys slide up the leaderboard. I bet a Rom will slide up, that kind of situation. Maybe a Cantlay. What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think I was actually very surprised at how well Speed played today. I think, he, he, like I said earlier, he bogeyed 18. But he's sitting. He's only sitting two back. Um, your boy Austin Eckrode is sitting T three right now. Um, yeah, I, I think I, put, I think I put a bet on him to win. I, I was trying Uh-oh. to find. I was trying to find it. In my uh, cube, at least it's one of those that was either in your head and about to do it. I didn't do it, or it's in here somewhere. But I was trying to find it. I'm gonna, in one of my parlays. I'm gonna say right now. This is a guy. A couple guys that I'm gonna. I'd like. I'm gonna keep an eye on. Uh, maybe I'll go through a little money on him. Justin Suh is sitting at two under T10. Um, Adam Scott sitting at two under T10. And Danny McCarthy sitting at minus one and Keith Mitchell. Four guys that have had pretty consistent years this year. Justin Suh has been played, playing pretty well. 
Um, Adam Scott's been very consistent. McCarthy has played pretty good this year. Putts well. Um, and then you got Cashmere Keith, who's been up there. I'm going to, I'm going to predict, I'm going to have to go put a, just because I threw their four names out. I'm going to have to go put a four man parlay that they all make like the top 20 and see what happens. I like um, that. I, w- I want to see I, Denny win. I mean, we're Virginia dudes. So I do too. We've been pulling for him for years, you know. Uh, trying to see, do we have any other past guests that are, that are in there? Lauer's um, in there. Um, I think base. I think just Lauer. Wu's not in there. Grevy. I don't think Novak's in this week. Because um, this is an invitation. This is an invitational. So right. Um, but yeah, I think so Lauer's the only one that got the invite of our past guests, if I'm not mistaken. Um, gotcha. But uh, yeah. So yeah, man. Can't you can't go wrong with the Memorial? Jack does a good job there, and it's definitely. I, I've liked some of the changes that I saw. They did. I saw they extended 17 and. Said they moved it into the main, the tee box into where the maintenance yard used to be. So wow. they had a nice long drive, but uh, 7,700 yards is a big test. So, I, I, like I said earlier, Liv shot nine under. It wouldn't surprise me if the winning scores nine, 10, maybe 11 under for the week. So, it might um, be. Excited to watch a little bit this weekend. I got a little low key weekend, a little less baseball this weekend for a little bit, for about another week or so. And then we'll dial things up and then your boy will be a little busy for a couple of weeks. So, oh boy, I'm going to be watching it in the, uh, the old hot tub in Berkeley Springs. We're doing a little uh, mountain getaway for the weekend before the wife goes go. uh, goes back to work off the maternity leave. So um, with the boys, you know, we're just hanging. Once I get those little guys down, I'm going to be firing up the golf while I'm in the hot tub. It's going to be good. Actually, on go. the hot tub, it's going to be a little hot, but hopefully at night it gets a little chilly up on the mountain. So your boy. There you go. There you go. Hey, as long as you get out of the hot tub and just don't fall down. <laughs> oh, <I can't. laughs> I will get up and down out of that tub. I appreciate that. 